<sighs> yeah. So, you got any good stories to tell us? They're fucked hard. Me? Yeah. Yeah. Any more fucking car stories this week? I bought a new car. What kind of did you get? A Yaris. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you fucking had to tell everybody how it was so easy for you to learn how to drive a stick. Oh, yeah. It's so easy because you're making a dick joke. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it was so easy to ah. learn how to drive a stick. It was like it was natural. <clears throat> Put my hand on it. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, shut uh, the fuck up. Oh. Chicago, maybe Baltimore. Only chick upon the ship, but brothers make it less homesick. Showtime comes, so here we go. Take a shot. Head to the- Introducing the awardless winning podcast. It's the Intellectual Saviors with your hosts, the Pedo. I wonder if Boggs, I wonder if your mom ever thought about doing that to you in the bathtub. The Ginger Bear. I need the job to feed the cats so I can send. Catch it. And the pivot man. I, I've always felt like sperm smells like a wet reed after you've had to wet it down. <laughs> they haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Why did I ever say that? Because it's funny. Damn it! I don't know. I can't get past the fact that you said that. Still, who the fuck would say that? Box. Knowing you assholes, I really should have known better. <clears throat> what? I knew that was gonna come up. Whatever. Fuck Talk, it. Talking about how sperm smells. <sighs> Got a little bugs. Could you out of t- context, uh, bugs is random, the greatest. Uh, it wasn't out of context. Oh, well, I took that uh, that clip from Michael out of context. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so vague, and it's like, what exactly were they talking about right then? How old was remember. he when he was in the tub? Was he eighteen? Because <laughs> it's a crime if he's not eighteen. If, if your mom's doing something in the tub and you're eighteen, then that's a fucking crime, I think. That's just pathetic. I think. It, also what? weird. Very weird. So today, St. Patrick's Day, we're doing a holiday special, and we just didn't actually do a holiday special. No, we're not. St. Patrick's Day is not a holiday. It is a holiday. It's just not a happy one. And we're celebrating a man's death, so who's that? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like all, oh, I'm Irish, kiss me. Okay, first off, everybody that's wearing an Irish shirt, uh, kiss me. Is not Irish. Second off, Ireland doesn't celebrate this. No, no, they don't. It's it's not so really. So what's why why? Dude, it's another excuse for us to drink like fucking sailors. You don't need an excuse. You just do it. Yeah. You need excuses. No, you to... don't. It's a Monday. Just, just do it. Yeah, but it. <laughs> just do it. Yeah, just do it. Now, the only thing that Fucking I kind it, of bitches. like about St. Patrick's Day is that it's kind of the um, 
like the flooding over from Mardi Gras. So chicks are still in that like just showing their tits mood. So that's kind of fun. I don't know where this is at because I sure didn't see that at work today. I haven't seen any of that. You're not going to see it at work, you <clears throat> dumbass. I have been watching a lot of porn though. So I guess technically I haven't seen that. But I'm none of that really came up as Mardi Gras. You go out and about and you go to the bars and stuff and they got all the beads and shit. I mean, yeah, you know. Now why didn't we go out Man. tonight? Yeah. And yeah, that's fuck this show. This Why the fuck are we? <laughs> Let's leave and go to a bar then. Damn it! There used to be a sports bar down the road. No, you're not gonna see them there. Well, you will, but they're like eighty. <laughs> <laughs> Wind chimes. I'm <laughs> just dangling in womp, the breeze. Womp. God damn it! <sighs> I don't even know where to go from there. I don't know either. Oh, I, I don't know either. where to go. Um, so there's apparently a. Um, it's not really. It's sort of a new strain of gonorrhea that can possibly never go away. Yeah, aren't they starting to beat medicines now? It's a strain that is becoming uh, more and more resistant to all medications, including penicillin. Hmm. Okay, so be responsible with your sex life? (laughs) Well, that's something you should worry about. Because like I said, if we can't get you laid, I'm going to take you down to the... Harry, <laughs> Harry Hines in Dallas. I'm so, going to take you down to get some gonorrhea. And they've taken a long-term surveillance uh, data study from 17 cities uh, across the United States between uh, 91 and 2006. And they've uh, kind of traced this uh, drug-resistant gonorrhea through the ranks. And uh, that about uh, out of all the gonorrhea patients that they have been studying, about 13.8% have this strain. That just will not go away. That sucks for them. So that's <laughs> I don't know I don't know what else to say. That's just be really shitty. Be careful. really safe. <laughs> that's Use un- protection. Do yeah. all the stuff that we always talk about. Be, be smart. Careful, folks. That's that's gonna be the next thing. You know, you wake up in the hotel room, the girl's gone and she's like, welcome to the wonderful world of gonorrhea that you can never get rid of. <laughs> Hope it was worth it. Don't fuck monkeys. What? what? I don't know. The I don't know if that's how you contract you it or about? not. No, but I don't think that that's how it works. Yeah. Okay. You wait. Gone to, be, from that. to be fair, though, still don't fuck monkeys. I mean, I I I have to agree with that statement. Yeah. That's good advice. <laughs> that is good but advice. In reference to the story that I just presented, I don't see how that's relevant. I'm sure monkeys can have gonorrhea. Well, I do know that. The uh, the current beliefs on how we uh, started contracting AIDS was due to monkeys, but it wasn't from sex. It was from chopping them up in Africa and not keeping sanitary methods. No, they had the green monkeys and they had the diseased ones they weren't supposed to use, and they used the ones they weren't supposed to. They had the two sons di- of bitches. Yeah, they used what I dude I fucking saw this. I studied it. I solved the mystery <laughs> when of I was, AIDS uh, when I was at UTA. <laughs> I'm glad that we solved the mystery you know, of AIDS on this show. Right. You know what it was? When I was in college, uh, I talked to a, she was a, like a lab tech mm-hmm. for a biology class. And it was like, all their methods of cutting up the monkeys is just like atrocious to American standards. She was just like, they would chop them up and they would, they'd have like the monkey displayed. I don't know how they'd like separate monkey meat or whatever, but they just like ship it aside and it's like the same cutting board. It's just oozing with blood off this other monkey and they just start chopping another one. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So do you yeah, know what they're, they you know what they're doing with, with the monkeys? They're working on the polio vaccine. Their initial one came out and then they're trying to come up with a better version of it 
Dude, this this beer really hit me, by the way. <laughs> I just want to say that now. Like, holy shit. I'm halfway through this one, and I'm already like, oh, fuck. It's not that high at ABV. I haven't eaten anything in like 17 hours. Okay, so. maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Hit, hit him like I might, a, I might be a little drunk tonight. Hit him Boggs like a is uh, of... drinking a new brew from Sam Adams called uh, Rebel IPA. Plug. It is, uh, it is pretty good. I enjoy it. I wish I would have had one. It's pretty good, man. I you want to try some one. of this? Sorry. You want to have this one? No, just, you can have this one get, with me. You might get I gonorrhea clearly, that will never go away. I was about to say. I'm not Dude, sure. are you kidding me? I'm the cleanest motherfucker on the planet. I've had sex with one girl. I'm kidding. Oh, just kidding. Is this a comedy or the tragedy part? Yeah, this is, this a is the tragedy part. I was talking about in the comment. <laughs> hey, let's talk about some life stuff. Eric and I are moving in together. Yep. We're pretty happy about it. Next week. We've been praying about it a lot. Yeah. Not at all. <laughs> Bog, Bog's daughter's so happy to have two daddies, finally. That's what she's always wanted. Stop making jokes about my kid, man. <laughs> I wasn't making a joke about your kid. I'm just saying. You made she's... a joke earlier about my kid that I did not approve of. Oh, the joke that you made a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I just no. brought back. Dude, let me make jokes about it. It's, it's kind of like the big brother thing. Like, the big brother can okay. punch yeah. the little brother in the face. Okay. But you the can't. the out of his brother, but you touch him. You and touch him, and I'll fucking just rape your asshole. That's a good... Oh. Hmm. Damn it. Okay. Damn it. Mark. Damn it. Mark. I ruined that one. <laughs> Mark. How far are we in? <laughs> Not far at all. <laughs> yeah, you got a point, though. I probably should watch what I say about Claire. Because when she turns 18... Stop right there, dude. That's not That's not even funny. <sighs> that's not cool at all. I love, even when Eric rolls his eyes, that's when it's gone too yeah, far. Yeah, that's, that's when you know you've gone too far, when Eric is offended. I'm not offended. I'm just... Dude, shut up. You're an asshole and you know it. Eric's thinking the same thing. <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> He's disappointed. You're disappointed? <laughs> you don't know how many times I've heard that in my life. So <laughs> Look, Michael. Michael, I'm not mad at you. I'm just severely disappointed in you. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know how many times I've heard that in my lifetime? I've gone, fuck yes. I'm not getting in trouble and not grounding me. They're not taking my car. I love it. Too okay, so many. before we get into the gambit of... News stories abound. Um, I know that a few weeks ago I did a, my top ten books. Yes, yes, I uh, saw that for Reed. That's on the I don't Facebook page. Any of those. Um, <laughs> the Bible. And he also asked for uh, the top, Bible is top on ten there? movies. Um, oh, okay. And this took me a long time. I had to think very hard about it, um, and that's why it took me so long because it was pretty difficult for me to go through yeah. all the movies that I've seen and compile it down to ten. I was gonna say. Okay, before you go on, I just want to know. Is Pulp Fiction in your top ten? Yes. Yes! I'm going to say this. That is hard. Fuck you, Michael. I, I think you almost have to do a genre, like a top ten by genre. I think trying to do an overall See, is very I, difficult. I just did overall. So, um, At the these, very least, Pulp Fiction is in there because that is technically a comedy. These even are though it's a dark comedy. In no discernible order. Is Bride I, of Chucky on it? I couldn't even put. No. no. So Pulp Fiction God, is no. one of them, obviously, uh, directed and written by Quentin Tarantino. You're number four. I don't. Once again, it's Damn not it. in any discernible order. Damn it, Bob. I was hoping he would just like go. Oh my God, you're so right. You want to oh. take another guess at any movies that I might have on there? <clears throat> Before I answer, are there are any others uh, Tarantino films? No. Okay. Um, Lord Burn of the After Rings. Reading. There's only one director that actually got on there twice. Really? Wow. Yep. Okay. I, I know um, who that is. In that case, if I'm going to go with a Coen Brothers film, I want to go with Fargo. Nope. Damn it! Really? Lord of the Rings. Nope. 
fuck me in the Lord asshole. Lord of the Rings, dude, okay, that's, that's like a D&D event. This so. bullshit. This fucking thing sucks. <laughs> oh, fuck a- you, Eric. <laughs> fuck you and your goddamn list. Whoa. Moses. It's my no. freaking list. <laughs> no. Um, so I have on there. Is Reef- Burn After Reading on there from Coen Brothers? Reefer no. Madness. Before I answer, no. is Coen Brothers on there at no. all? No. Really? <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> fucking Burn After Reading was genius. Uh, Fight Club is on there. Okay. Uh, I like good. that. David Fincher. Um, the reason why that movie's on there is not necessarily because of uh, its your crush on Brad Pitt, its, it's visual accuracy. effects and all that stuff. Um, I do kind of have a man crush on Brad Pitt, um, but who it, doesn't? I do it was the man. content. And back when that movie came out, I was actually still a Christian, so to speak. Really? So this was like one of the first kind of things that challenged me as far as my philosophical structure. Because it was just so raw, and it was just like, hey, you know what? Fuck your life and fuck all your stupid shit in it. And I'm like, wait, fuck my life? What? Hey. And it actually made me reflect and think. Hashtag FML. While you're on the subject of what challenged your beliefs, you know what the first moment was for me? Hmm. Uh, I was a junior in high school, uh, and we were reading The Scarlet Letter in high school. Have you ever read The Scarlet Letter? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was the first time I was like, wow. So basically, are dicks. <laughs> more than that, it was like, so basically, just because you're immoral doesn't mean you're bad as, as being a person. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, so I yeah. get that she was... It's a good indicator. I know. And it's, it's all perceptive, but she was doing what she... It, she was doing what was best in her interest, right? You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, she like, was. So, and I know that, like, you know, she, she cheated on her husband, so... Oh, Especially as a person who's been cheated on, I can understand that. Oh. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it just, yeah. That was the first time I started realizing that women are whores. Okay, so we have Pulp Fiction and <sighs> Fight Club. <laughs> Next fucking on the list hate you, dude. is I fucking hate you. 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> that's that's my that. director. I knew he got two of those. Uh, directed by Stanley Kubrick. What's that? And the one? was written by Stanley Kubrick and Arthur, Arthur C. Clarke. Um, if you've never seen the movie, it plays more like a documentary than a movie. What is the other um, Kubrick movie that? But it is absolutely fantastic. It was a giant pioneer for special effects across the board. There is actually techniques that were used in this movie that are still used in the movie industry today. Okay, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I do want to point something out. Do you realize that microphones have not changed, especially the ones that are commonly used right now, since 1965? 1965, sure, SM57s came out. We're using those right now. Like I have it. three of them in my in my kit right now. It's fascinating. Isn't that amazing? In fact, microphones are getting worse because of the materials we're allowed to use, or we're able to use because we don't have any, you know, like raw earth metals and stuff. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? That's some crazy shit, man. Um, Go on there. So, I'm sorry. I just wanted to interject that because that was really cool to me. Fun fact. When you watch 2001 A Space Odyssey, you will notice that the Earth kind of looks a little odd. The reason is is because... It still has an ozone. Movie, when that movie came out, they didn't know what the Earth looked like from space. So that's their guess. Mm. They just took a wild guess as to what it was going to look like. So. Um, there you go. Next Fun on the fact. list. Uh, Network by Sidney Lament fucking awesome movie i've never seen that it's great it's about a news anchor who i'm as mad as hell he is going to lose his job um and he goes on a like he finds this out and he's not supposed to know it and he goes on this huge rant 
on air and people like it so much that the network decides to keep him on. But the things that he says are so controversial and it's very, he's got some very long winded speeches that he goes into that are just really awesome. Um, and it's very anti-establishment and very mm-hmm. anti just, um, uh, pretty much everything that he was working at, like a news corporation, anti-corporation, anti-capitalism, like, he went on these giant rants. Fucking awesome movie. Uh, next on the list, um, and this one I know it's kind of like a curveball, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" But I just absolutely love this movie, uh, "Sunshine" by Danny Boyle. I have never seen this movie, so I have no idea what the fuck um, you're talking about. It is. It mm. was a very low budget um, sci-fi, but they did a very good job with the special effects and everything. Um, but it is. It's an awesome movie. I absolutely love it, and it's it kind of flips like it goes from classic sci-fi to almost sci-fi horror-esque like halfway through the movie it's kind of strange but it's a good good flick you should definitely check it out um next on the list we have godfather by martin scorsese Ooh, okay i can get behind that hmm. overrated what of all the of the mafia movies that's about? definitely the best one you freaking kidding me do you like goodfellas it was between that and goodfellas yeah i love goodfellas but Man. godfather takes the cake for me obviously Go home and get your fucking shine box. Um, <laughs> the second Stanley Kubrick film on my list. Hey, Mike, did you guess that? Yeah, I knew there was going to be Kubrick. When uh, yeah, hell. Full Metal Jacket. I figured, mm-hmm. I figured it'd be his mind. That's a great movie. Um, it was tough. I was kind of almost leaning towards A Clockwork Orange. Uh, That's a good one, too. But I decided to go with Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket has Alec Baldwin, right? Yes. Okay. No, not Alec. It's uh, Adam. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Adam Baldwin. I'm sorry. So I always get those motherfuckers confused. And all see, that's really sad Baldwin's. for me because I was a big Chuck fan, even though it was horribly written. Uh, next on the list, <laughs> Requiem for a Dream by Darren Aronofsky. I don't think I've ever seen that. Crickets. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Me, me. That movie's freaking awesome. Um, I'm really surprised it covers, you don't it's, have Coen it's mainly about it, the, the movie's mainly about drugs. Mm-hmm. On all its forms, like you have your street drugs, which is what uh, the youth in the uh, movie are are all into. You know, I think is it heroin is their main one. Um, Probably, but they do a whole bunch of other stuff like coke and everything else. Um, the mom she gets into diet pills, which is pretty much like speed, um, yep. and winds up actually kind of going a little loony and then winding up in a mental institution. Um, and then you have your other forms of addictions, like there's sex addicts in there. Oh, yeah. and, all kinds it's of other hot. stuff. It's, it's, it, I I love the cinematography in it, the direction that he went with it. Um, I thought it was very very well done. Uh, next on the list, of course, Porkies. What? Porkies. I'm just taking a guess. Um, no, this one is uh, actually from my childhood, and it's something that's very dear to me because it was just so awesome to me when I first saw it. Blade Runner, by Ridley Scott. Hmm. Um. Based off a book written by... I don't think by, I've ever seen any of these movies Written by Philip K. Dick. Pulp Fiction. Uh, adapted from Philip K. Dick's... Um, Dick's. Do, Androids, Do Androids Dream Electric Sheep is what it, the uh, story is called. Uh, they obviously didn't want that as the movie title, so they went with Blade Runner. <laughs> but essentially what it's about is um, there are androids that are used for like mining fields off in other worlds... Because obviously humans can't go on there without you know special equipment and suits and stuff, and that's real taxing and everything. And you can only make so many of these. So they make these androids that go out there and mine uh, for these uh, raw materials. Um, 
and they give them kind of self-awareness. But in order to kind of keep them in check, they give them a shelf life of only three years. So after three years, they just shut down. Um, and what happens in the movie, there are these Blade Runners. Is They're kind of like a special task force that is uh, set up to take down androids that are going rogue. And uh, what happens in the movie is a group of androids find their way to Earth and go rogue. And they're essentially trying to find a way to extend their life because they know that their life is going to end. They found out about it. And so they're trying to get to their manufacturer, get to the person who designed them, and try and figure out a way to extend their life because they don't want to die. And that's the whole mentality behind the movie is it kind of blurs the lines between you know uh, organic life and artificial life and really what's the difference when you give it a consciousness. Um, so where do we fall in morality as far as how we treat when we do get to that pinnacle to where our machines think for themselves you know do we just abuse them and use them essentially as slaves or are we going to have the moral high ground to actually give them some kind of quality of life and i just always thought that that was a very fascinating idea um and last is a uh, dunny darko by richard kelly you've seen that one boggs Okay, so I've seen two of the movies on your list. <laughs> uh, Donnie Darko. Dude, how do you not? How do you not have Big Fish on your list? Dude, I didn't like Big Fish. Really? No. Michael, didn't back like me it. up on this, maybe. Fuck you. <sighs> Sorry, dude. Fuck. Movie sucks, dick. I hope um, you both die in a car crash on the way home. Donnie Darko is one of those movies where you have to uh, kind of watch it multiple times, and even then, you probably aren't gonna get everything that's in there. He, um, Eric's trying to model himself after the Patrick Swayze character. What? What? That's just gross. <laughs> um, but it deals with uh, sort of time travel, tangent universes, uh, giant creepy bunnies. Yeah, wormholes and <laughs> creepy bunnies. <clears throat> child pornography? Uh, there is child pornography. Well, there's not child pornography in it, but it's, you know deals with the guy who gets busted with child pornography. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away too much, but it's a good flick if you haven't seen it. Dude, it's like 10 years old. So that is my... <laughs> dude, so what? Freaking Blade Runner is like 30 years old. I was going to say. I have a, Well, I'm saying like... You don't have to, I don't like know that you have to worry about old. spoiler alerts. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey you know is weird? like 40 the first years time, old. The first time I saw Donnie Darko was... I was like a junior? I might have been a junior in high school. And I remember the reason why I saw it, it was like five in the morning. And it was because we just got home from basically being chased around by police officers on one of my outings. Have I ever told you all that story? No. Oh, man. <laughs> let me let me get Eric a beer real quick. Oh, shit. I just hit my mic. Boggs being chased by police officers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Sounds so unbog-like. It, it is incredibly unlike me. Um, so, basically, we. It was like the most innocent thing i've ever done really like we were gonna scare these little high school girls because we were in high school oh my god this you know is gonna turn into like a rape murder dude right this it, is the it worst just went too far <laughs> it, it is like we the were worst just trying to scare we were just trying to scare these girls in high school right here's the situation penis in her so in order to scare the these girls hold on you're gonna love this in order to scare these girls we decided we were gonna park outside of the driveway so we park our car my car mm -hmm. naturally of course on the side street the yours Stick Fuck shift. you, dude. 
It was a Ford Explorer. Anyway, I parked my car on the street and I turned my lights off and kind of coasted to stop. We got called on. We got. We basically got uh, cops called on us by a neighbor who saw me park on the side of the street and then like creep onto their property. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when the cops finally arrive at the scene, this is exactly how we're, we're set up. We're hoisting one of our friends uh, onto their roof mm-hmm. <laughs> because he knew that her bedroom was upstairs and he was going to knock on her window. So it's like the most innocent setup ever, and it looks so fucking bad. My car is parked on the side of the fucking road, and we're hoisting someone into their fucking home through the roof. And that's how the cops found us. So we fucking hightailed run. Run. Well, I just said Hightailed run. We <laughs> hightailed that son of a bitch. Like he, I think he actually ended up jumping off the roof. But... Um, we ended up like crawling through crabgrass and shit, like for six hours, just like around their house, trying to run away from police because they were scouring the area. They like marked my car, all sorts of shit. So, yeah, mm. I didn't get home until like five in the morning. And when we finally got home from like, literally, we would like circle her lot and we like hid underneath cars and shit away from police officers. And you have really lived a life, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I can't believe I never told you guys that story. So yeah, we we like got home at five in the morning. We're like, "Fuck, what do we do now?" I just watched Donnie Darko, masturbate and cry in the corner. I'm not gonna do that around four other guys. Oh. That's not really my that, thing. I thought that was usually the setup. I don't know how much notoriety they've gotten or how many uh, trailers have been put on national airwaves and stuff. I know that like the the Noah movie got some of that stuff. Uh, uh, but have you guys seen like all these fucking God movies coming out? Yeah, I I was wondering about that because they had the the freaking Noah. They also had Son of God, mm-hmm. and I just saw a trailer for another one that's called God's Not Dead, <sighs> which looks terrible. They all do. Um, see, when I first I I didn't see it on TV. I was like just clicking through movie trailers because uh, I was listening to uh, Digital Frustrations plug, and um. <laughs> They were talking about a movie, so I was like, oh, I'll go check out that trailer. You're welcome, Andrew. You're fucking welcome. Mm. So I <laughs> decided to go look for it. And in, in like, you know, the trailers, they had the, the God's Not Dead one. And I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? So I clicked on it, and it said it was like a comedy-esque. And so I was like, okay, comedy-esque. All right, maybe it's got something to it. Nope, it's as bad as I thought it was. First off, it's, it's about a college student who's being challenged by a philosophy teacher who uh, pretty much wants you to either claim that God is dead or you have to defend your argument as your thesis. And you have to convince the classroom of it either, too. Um, first off, the uh, philosopher is played by Kevin oh, Sorbo. Shit. I'm so drunk, I can't even play guitar. I used to be Hercules. Yeah, if you don't know who Kevin Sorbo is, he used to be Hercules on the TV series. Not Xena. Because that's a real, you know, winner. It's got some of the douchebags from uh, Duck Dynasty in it. White trash shit. Um, and then a whole bunch of other no-name it's actors. Because I'm pretty sure that whoever directed and wrote this piece of Is shit probably required that everybody be a Christian to be in it. Because they're dicks like that. Where's Kirk Cameron? Um, but it's just like, and the climax of the I trailer. The climax of the trailer is the, the kid that's being challenged by fish. Kevin Sorbo going, Why, why do you hate God so much? <laughs> why are the Bible pages sticking together? Uh, t- stupid Christians. <laughs> stupid Christians out there. We don't hate God because there is no God. 
you moron. He's Eric is throwing his opinion out like it's fact. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been seeing a whole lot of these God movies, and it's kind of pissing me off. Fuck you, Eric. And I know that some of it is just Hollywood just trying, because they see, like, the demographic and the, the huge religious uprising that's going on. So they, they're just trying to cash in, pretty much. There's, there's a religious uprising? What? What are you talking about? And it pisses about? me off. Dude, fine, you fucker. It is getting so freaking like. Thank when you, you look, sir. We've been getting more and more polarized as a country. Yeah, I could see that. Um, and it's happening more and more. And like the extremes are getting more and more extreme. By the way, do you know how to end that? I really mean this too. The best way to end that is to fund education. Oh my if I like, yeah, especially on this show, like how many you times? two are way more what political. What episode are we on? Seventy one. So we've said it about seventy one times. I'm I'm serious too. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but that's my point. Is like, if we've ever pushed anything on this show ever, it's fun the fuck out of education. Yep. That, Make people more aware. That and of one other thing. Just our Twitter in, at the Intel Save. <laughs> <laughs> Great plug, Michael. I'm gonna go Facebook. piss on that. Download all of our material of iTunes. <laughs> Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm so lost right now. I don't know. You can oh, whatever. Religious I'll stuff. Tell my stories after all that shit. You go do that, and me and Eric will discuss other things. Hey, dude, did you see um, that thing? They just said these uh, Harvard scientists, they discovered these uh, gravitational waves. Yeah, the from universe. the Big Bang. Yep. I thought that was pretty interesting. I, don't I know wonder how, how uh, the believers will disprove that. I guess, is it something that they've completely proven yet, or? Um, it's a discovery. I'm pretty sure that it's going to take a little bit before they're actually, like, you know, definitively, like, yeah, that's what it is. And even then, they may still be like, oh, I'm not sure. I think it's interesting. They said that it's, like, a prediction that, um, like, it's part of what the uh, theory of relativity from Einstein, it was, yeah, like, I one mean, of that, his. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's how they, and, uh well, oh, damn it, nobody knows that episode because it didn't, didn't exist. But the one where we went over the uh, Ken Ham, Bill Nye debate. <laughs> yeah. um, and he talks about how if two. you can predict something, then you've got me. And that's mm -hmm. the whole point. It's like they have the theory of relativity, which has been able to predict this. And now they're being able to validate it and find it. Yeah. We're talking decades later, they're able to validate an argument. That is pretty damn concrete. Well, I think, didn't he, the, that was from, let's say, the theory of relativity is in, uh, I think, 1916. So, I mean, it's yeah. been 100 years. Yeah, it's a century later. And, they're and just, we're still validating arguments that are within the theory of relativity. Like, come on. that That's pretty definitive proof that the theory of relativity is legit. I think it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, um, I, I want to see more on it. I just got like a brief glimpse of, glimpse of it uh, today. I saw it and I was like, "Oh shit!" That's I, saw. I gotta I look at that. I but, didn't see a whole lot on it, but I'm <clears> other definitely, than the definitely fascinated. Other than the fact that they said that they're working on hard, they said it's, the good thing about it is, you know, it's. It, I mean, it basically goes back to just if this is the way it is, you know, it helps them solve like all these little mysteries of the in between it from the Big Bang to yeah, you know, the origins of the universe and stuff. The one thing I've always wondered is. I don't know. You may know more about this than me since I'll sidetrack a little bit here, but like, I know how they kind of measure time. Like they say the universe is 13.7 billion years old or something. This is like their guesstimate and how they kind of can get, they guess time is like they'll measure stars, like the distance from the earth. And yes. then they'll go back like, you know, 
decade later measure the same stars and they look at the distance and they know how much time's passed and they can just yes like you know multiply it out yeah they, they they're pretty much beacons is what they use um normally they are something that has some kind of something more concrete like it's not just any star that they look at they look at specific stars in particular yeah usually they are uh like pulsars that have a very distinct particular pulse like they always flash at a certain time um and they can also judge the distance based on the pulses and stuff so yeah and i guess if anybody's listening i guess what it is is like if you drop a pebble on like water and how the little rings will keep floating out that's basically the theories because the big bang happened and then everything's shooting away from us we're, we're basically the center of the universe i mean as far as we know yeah so everything's going away from us so that's how they yeah. measure it out the, the the weird things that are in there that they're still trying to work on is um you know, the assumption is that uh, things will be slowing down when, in fact, they're speeding, speeding it up. up, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, so there's a lot of theories behind that. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, there's definitely expansion within the universe, and that's proven. I don't know. That's so crazy to me. I, I get – I mean, I understand how they measure that. I don't know how they get the 13.7, though. That's the thing. It's like I can see how they can kind of gauge some things, but how can they measure it out that far? Um, It's – it's not that easy to describe. <laughs> I know. Not, I, I know. I know. I just, it's it's not so. Somebody simple. look at somebody Google that and get back to me. It's Facebook us. Oh, here comes Box. It's not quite as simple as like that's as far as we can see. It's um, I can't even really describe it. But don't worry about it, sir. I just think that it was pretty interesting. I think that's pretty neat that they <sighs> they found that. Go Harvard. It's about we time are, they fucking did something. We are out of beer, gentlemen. Hey, um, before we get going, um, I think today is a day of celebration, though, as we sit here and we uh, toss back a few. Um, Fred Phelps, did you hear about this? Motherfucker Found- is dying! Yes, founder of the Westboro Baptist is on his way out the fucking door. I, they said, this is interesting, though. I found this little story on him, and just a couple things I thought were interesting, is that 20 members of his family have left that church that he started. Yeah. And it says that some of them have even gone on to become like LGBT activists, which I think is hilarious. Uh, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. One of his sons, Nate is like the biggest one. And, um, one of the things that all their fucking protests and stuff did, and I kind of knew about this, like they were trying to do it, but I didn't realize they had put it through. But, um, because of their church is doing the, uh, whoa, their church is, no, they don't support the gays or against the gays. But I'm the family member that left to support the gays. He does support the gays then. But the church members didn't. And when they go do the protests and stuff, it because of what we they did. Say no. Two federal and um God hates fans. Several state laws have restricted uh, protest against military funerals now because of their actions. That is interesting. You know what's messed God up? God also hates the military. You know that's why they are dying. You know he was excommunicated last August, and like I didn't even know that from his own church. Get the fuck out! I know you hate facts, but you don't hate facts like we do. You know what the fun internet rumor was that he is actually dying from AIDS. He must have had sex with a monkey. 
He had sex with a monkey. Do you know why he was excommunicated? Nah. <laughs> they didn't say in the story. I think it's because. Uh, Damn. I think that's weird that he's just like, hey, get the fuck out. Yeah, it didn't really say. I don't know. Like, maybe he got. Why? He, I don't know. Maybe he got caught doing something with the blow up Jesus or something. Mm. Blow. Oh, maybe the mouth I just got corn that. or something. Oh. What? Blow up Jesus. Is that what you want for your birthday? Blow up Jesus. You know, if Jesus is perfect, would blow up Jesus have an asshole? I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's that is the one thing that you'd want to know first. I heard one of the funniest like kind of cursings ever. They never though, said the that in the Bible. How do you think Jesus ever take took a poop? Think he ever took a poop? I don't know. Mm. It's never well, he was he was like a mortal man on earth, wasn't he? David Jackoff, you think? Shit, I was just always confused that Adam and Eve had belly know. buttons. Interesting. That was a fucking riddle. How, yeah. do you, how do you know? Chicken they the, the, there, the right? fucking paintings from all these godly men who saw visions. Hey, man. Yeah, visions of the belly button. But they weren't there. The navels. I'm just saying. Why, why would God give them a vision that was incorrect? Man, I guess perception is everything, right? Yeah. They weren't there. Yeah. That's, that's historical science. That. Belly buttons. Yeah, that's historical science, bro. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> count. Oh, it doesn't count. Sorry, Ken Ham. You Come know, on, man. the next thing, I it's really historical. feel like Ken Ham's argument would have been better if he just said, pretend. You need to define the terms. Pretend that Bill Nye didn't say anything just now. What? <laughs> I think his argument would have been more valid at that point. What do you got for us there, son? All right, so in unrelated non-religious news, I have a couple of different quotes from people, one of which is a Florida case that I wanted to go over that's actually liberal propaganda. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to bash our side for a little Those bit. damn commies. Let me put my guitar down. This is going to take all my strength. What? I'm kind of drunk, so I need both hands to do this. Are you? Damn it! Had, Don't mark that. Yeah, two fucking beers. I haven't eaten in like 18 hours at this point. All right. This is a quote from Van Jones. Okay. This man is a civil rights advocate and an environment advocate. Okay. You used to work for the Obama administration. Ooh. Uh, penis. All right, so. Kicked him out. Here we go. <clears throat> Can you imagine a world without guacamole? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it tastes delicious, but I can imagine I mean, it, it would suck, but yeah. Okay, at least... You... I love avocados. Fuck you guys. All what? Right. Hotter the temperatures... A question, damn it. Hotter temperatures are actually going to cause a 40% drop in California's avocado production. I believe it. It's Maybe. not the only crop in danger. This is, by the way, a quote I'm, I'm going with. Okay. This is my point. If you want to keep eating green stuff, America, we got to start using green energy. From Van Jones. Your thoughts, gentlemen? That's not really liberal propaganda. That's pretty I'm, much liberal. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh, fuck me, dude. Um, He's going to have to play the Florida theme when I get to that point. We'll, we'll run that off. My thoughts. That, I mean, that's a very blanket statement. Agreed. Um, he doesn't really go over any, like he throws out this little thing about avocados and percentage, but as far as like everything green, we'll have to, do you think it'd be 40% across the board? Uh, no. You think it'd just be avocado? It depends on what region and yeah, different plants have different, uh, demands. Like right right now there's a giant lime shortage. I don't know if you know that you can go get them at your grocery store for two for a dollar. Mm. Mm. Son of a bitch. 
sons of bitches, yeah. two for a dollar. And then Good I know I don't that actually tequila. for a very long time we've had. Uh, what are the Hispanics going to do? We've with had the issues corona? with. What? Dude, really, really, dude, you're throwing racism in there. Don't they? I know. I know for a corona? very probably about five years they haven't been able to keep stock of zucchini properly. <sighs> really, zucchini is very high in price. I, I hear that. I hear it's a, there's a shortage of it in the valley in California. And zucchini. It's, uh, no, I mean it's the truth. It's it's. And for some reason they can't get play catch up with it. It's it's been a perpetual thing for about five years. Okay, moving on. So the next thing I have for you, I want to I want to know what you guys think of this. You so, want to know something that's really scary that's very relevant to us? Next year there might be a hop shortage. <gasps> that I would s- basically suck ass for especially you and I living I together. Saw yeah. with because I drought- would imagine that our fridge is going to be well, fucking stockpiled beer. It's not because really of beer, drought conditions. Awesome it's beer. not because of any of that. It's because of the massive plume of microbrewers. Oh, just like a- because your low-level piece of shit Bud Lights and stuff like that. They don't use that much hops, but your other beers, your IPAs. And uh, some of your other craft brewers, they use a shitload of hops. And there's so many of these little craft brewers that are popping up all over the place that they're just absorbing so much hops that hop farmers weren't accounting for the demand. Okay. So there's probably going to be a shortage next year. I'm going to be honest with you. That's actually. However, there are some linings in the fabric. You have some microbrewers like Sierra Nevada that grow their own. So. And oh, more and really... more of the microbrewers are looking at growing their own. I'm sorry, Boggs. Go ahead. I know. I'm so. <laughs> You cause me psychological <laughs> harm every time you do this. <laughs> it, it feels like an abused wife or something, know. you know? No, what are we trading? Trying to say, get her little tidbit in and I honestly, won't let her. Shut up, bitch. That's actually the best news you could have given me as, as to why the shortage was going to recur. Because if it was like, uh, the farms are going to just have a huge drought or like economic or uh, environmental conditions are going to be really unfavorable for like the next 10 years. That'd be worse news. But you know what? Oh, we can just grow more next year. In California, that is an issue now with a lot of those brewers out there and stuff. The droughts are causing, causing an issue. Yeah. I had a a story about that. Nevada then. Yeah. Because they're in California. So, so droughts can cause a little bit of issue. Anyway. Bogs. Herper Dirk. Yeah. Herper Dirk. All right. So I have two quotes for you. Okay. And a story. I thought you already gave us one quote. I have two more, okay. plus a story All right. that we probably already visited, but I'm going to revisit because I found out more information about the goddamn story. Okay. Oh, my God. Go ahead. The first one is from a liberal-minded person. Okay. Maybe. The second one is from Michelle Bachman. And the second one is great. So, of no-minded person. Yeah, this is about wages. Both of these quotes deal with wages. I wanted to talk about this. Why are you... What the fuck was that? What? Doesn't matter. Just go. All right, the first one. Oh, today. I have a question for both of you. Do you feel like companies right now are underpaying their workers? Yes, of course. So what you're saying is they could make a profit, be well off in terms of being a CEO or somebody that owned a company, and, I think and still pay their that. workers. Yes. You think that's okay? Considering the last thirty years, CEO and oh fuck yeah, okay. There's people over. The salaries have gone up like four hundred. There is one company. And I don't know if they're uh, across the country or not. I know that they're here in Texas because I have a couple of friends that work there, but it's Costco. Yes, Costco is across the country. Okay. I have a quote from their CEO. Uh-huh. And here's it. <clears throat> I just think people need to make a living wage with health benefits. It also puts more money back into the economy and creates a healthier country. It's really that simple. Yeah, agreed. Greg Jelenic. Jelenic? Jelenic? 
he, whatever the fuck his last name is. He only takes like a couple hundred thousand a year for his salary, which is very low for a CEO. You know that, why that's though? That's kind of what a lot of them do in Japan. You know why though? Japan because CEOs. that's fucking. Fa- let's let's really consider this. Because you've both lived in this country for a while now, you know what living expenses are, yeah, right? You know how all my life. Yeah, I was gonna say like exactly all but two years of my life. Can you make it on two hundred thousand dollars a year and be really well off? Oh, I think yeah. I could do pretty good with that. So you would think at some point, hey, maybe the joy that I bring to life, or the the idea that I'm giving back something like I don't know, being charitable, would be paying my workers a lot, right? Making yeah. sure that they're well taken care of. This is one man who's basically said everything the Republican Party has been telling you about wages being too high and like we have to cut. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna get to Michelle Bogman and then I'm gonna fucking just rip her ass open. I'd like but, to rip her ass open. Uh, I, I kind of do. Uh, also, yeah. actually, I'm crazy. Sure for an nice. old lady, for an old lady, yeah. you gotta say, Holy "Oh my god, shit. dude, I'd tear that shit up." No, and I try and make it hurt too. Oh wow. No, thank you. I would be tender and loving and kind. But and then punch her in the face after the fact. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. So, anyway, he's basically flying in the face of that theory. Mm-hmm. And the reason he's doing it is basically exactly what I just said. Um, he's not a greedy, self-righteous son of a bitch, basically. But you know what that comes from? Henry Ford was like the first one to do that. You know, he p- not be paid. a self-righteous prick. Well, he paid his. Pl- he he said that he said, you know, I'm going to pay my workers a wage where they could actually make enough where they could purchase the product that we make. You know, that right. was his mindset. He said, "Why am I going to pay my employees shit?" You know, he goes, "That doesn't make sense. If the people out there don't make a decent wage, they can't afford to buy the product that we produce." You know, is that mindset? It's like that's a smart. I mean, it's just a logical concept. Wait, wait, wait. You know before I mean? you finish, let me give you. The other side of the coin. Okay. Via Michelle Bachman. Okay, here. You guys ready? Please. If we took away the minimum wage, if conceivably it was gone, we could potentially virtually wipe out unemployment completely because we would be able to offer jobs at whatever level. All right, so let me get into this quote because it's awesome. We could potentially virtually wipe out unemployment. So... In a virtual simulation, you have the potential to get rid of unemployment. So your NRAS, natural mm-hmm. rate of unemployment, 0%, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Because you're able to offer jobs at whatever level. <laughs> Up to and including poverty, right? Is that what we're getting at? Yeah, I saw some. That's, that's not relevant to her. I know, I know. Because doesn't matter how much they're making. Because yeah, it's, it's okay if you enslave someone. See, I think when you when you talk about poverty, what you're literally saying is you're barely above the slavery cap. You're barely above a slave in terms yeah, of I mean, how much you're being compensated. Yeah, we could definitely make unemployment if we got rid of uh, minimum wage and we paid people five cents. The other thing she's not hour. considering, when she says unemployment, she's not specifying unemployment. Like, for instance, cyclical unemployment versus, like frictional unemployment you're never going to get rid of frictional unemployment if eric was like i really fucking hate being a restaurant manager i want to find something else and he goes and just saves up a bunch of money so he can live six months and look for something or get educated or whatever and quits his job that is frictional unemployment if eric gets fired because of whatever reason like they're laying off workers or whatever that's frictional unemployment they don't account for that in politics it's not something they focus on so I don't really like the misappropriation of words here. Well, I like where you're going. I think that leads into this bitch. 
It's the dick of the week. Didn't you have a story? Boggs is my dick. I did of the actually, week. yeah, I did have one. I thought you wow. said you wanted to hold right. that for something else. For, for the, the other for segment. For the Florida segment, yeah. Uh, oh, you fucking. We're good. We're good, cunt. guys. Okay. We're totally good. Okay. But speaking of uh, conservatives not understanding things, um, Paul Ryan, <laughs> he's. He's one of our favorites. Almost vice president. Well, not really. Not even close. Romney got smashed. Um, he's been on a kick lately about the whole um, war on poverty that Lyndon Johnson started like 50 years ago, saying how it's been a failure, blah, blah, blah. Even though it was never really fought because the funds that were supposed to be put into it were put into it for about a whole two years before they basically, you know, Vietnam blew up and then it just kind of went to the wayside. But, you know, we don't worry about all that. But um, so he's putting out a report. That, you know, basically disproves how it works and everything and argues that, you know, the anti-poverty programs have contributed nothing to the nation, but raised the actual poverty rate and blah, blah, blah. Um, so he was on a radio show this week and um, he was talking about the the biggest problem is the culture and the, with um, workers and people and their relationship to work. And this is the quote he said, and I think it's pretty funny. Uh, he said, we have got this uh, tailspin of culture in our inner cities in particular, of men not working and just generations of men not even thinking about working or learning the value and the culture of work. And so there's the real culture problem that has to be dealt with. And the thing is, he's basically, I love how he points out inner cities. So he's going for that. It's that underhanded racial thing that the conservatives always yeah. tend to do. You know, it's like there's a culture of people. They don't want to work. They haven't worked in generations. They don't understand it. They don't value it. I mean, he's totally taken a hit and he's going through these statistics. And the guy that he um, cited was a guy named Charles Murray. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Charles Murray, but have you ever heard of the bell curve? Yeah. He is the founder of the bell curve theory. You know what that is, Boggs? Yes, I do. Go on. Okay. I mean, anybody can look it up if you haven't heard it. It's basically a way of saying that, you know, you have certain people that are the smartest people and you have the dumbest and you have like that. It's a bell curve of how it works and stuff. And of course, it was basically... It's a law of averages. Yeah, the majority of people are going to be average. But it was basically intended to show that whites were more at the top of the bell curve and then others... Others... <laughs> we're at the bottom and how it averages out and stuff. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's basically his whole thing was Charles Murray was that, um, you know, blacks as a population are just less intelligent than white due to genetic differences. That was his theory in the bell curve. If you read it. So this was his citation on it. And I think it's kind of funny. Cause like I said, um, last week, you know, at CPAC, uh, Paul Ryan had stood up and he gave that speech about the school lunches, you know, about like kids who receive the free lunches or the reduced lunches, like they're not as loved as kids who can afford, like their parents, like, you look, your parents don't work hard. They don't care about you. You know, that's why you're getting free lunches, you piece of shit. And I just think it's funny that, and then saying shit like this, it's like, it reminds me of Reagan back in the eighties when he was doing that whole welfare queen shit, you know, like the fucking black woman that shows up in the Cadillac with her food stamps, buying lobster and shit, you know, that whole mindset they put out the image because they wanted to turn white people against blacks and say, look at them. They're sucking off the system. You know, they're just, you know, you're paying for their welfare and their food stamps and stuff. Even though we all know that more white people receive welfare and food stamps. More white people do everything and, in the country because we're still a majority of race. 
Yeah, and but it's, it really is just a law of averages. I'm saying if you took all minorities together, we're not that much of a majority anymore. And percentages wise, mm-hmm. more white people receive assistance than blacks. And if you break it into a percentage, not just at a population. A percentage yes. difference? That's actually a little surprising, to be honest. Not really. Look at the South. But, um, well, I mean, obviously, like, especially in states like Tennessee, that, that makes a lot of sense because they're very red and they just, they literally perpetuate their own ignorance. But um, it's surprising because at one point in time, and I'm, it may be the same way now, the black populace, the majority of the black populace was imprisoned. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to accumulate wealth when over 50% of you are imprisoned. That's what we were talking about when you were saying that they shouldn't have affirmative action anymore, and that was my argument against you on that, you racist son of a bitch. But what? What, what I'm saying here... I said the exact opposite. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Anyway, <laughs> don't worry about it, dude. We didn't get on tape, so... This was the one time I didn't say fuck Obama <laughs> and black people in general, and here you are yes. telling me fuck Obama and black people in general. Yes, we got it again. <laughs> No, but the good, the thing about it is with Paul Ryan, like I said, he's on this fucking crusade all of a sudden to talk about these anti-poverty programs, welfare programs, food stamps. The thing is, he's in charge of like the budget. You know, let's say the Republicans still run the House. They create the budget. He's in charge of it. So he's he's already mapping out, you know, his plan so he can start slashing more of this shit. That's all it comes down to. It's just trying to hurt poor people more, and that's what he's for. And uh, Fuck him. I hope he dies a fucking horrible death. So, Paul Ryan, dick of the week. Dick of the week, Dick of Paul the week. Ryan. Dick of thank the week. you for trying to perpetuate poverty. Yep, from them inner city people who don't value work. What a fucking so, assumptive bitch, right? Topic. We do need to get in topic. First oh. off, oh oh, story. Play the motherfucking oh Florida God, theme. Here we go. Oh, that ain't it. <laughs> That's actually an appropriate one also. I didn't know I was supposed to load the Florida theme. Oh, my God. You can play the gun theme. It's fine. It's, it's not I the same you, thing. I it's all going to be related. Gun theme. Oh, my God. I it's, said the it's, Florida. We it's need a Florida, Florida gun theme. It's no, fun. we need Florida. We can play the Florida theme. Jeez. Michael this is why so we don't edit it. shit. Welcome. You're now in Florida. <laughs> the scream is the best. Never mind, that one's the best. <laughs> what the fuck? So I'm hijacking this segment a little bit. <laughs> um, and I appreciate the music because that was that was pretty good, Michael. I God like damn that. It. <laughs> Do either of you fine gentlemen remember the stories about Michael Giles? Mm. No. Michael Giles claims stand your ground. Uh, he's a black man. He is a military guy. He's an airman, I believe. Okay. Michael Giles received 25 years. Uh, and the story that is told via Being Liberal on Facebook and a couple of other liberal media sources is that this is bullshit and it's a racial angle because he's black and he claims stand your ground. So I've been kind of behind a couple of propaganda pieces, and this is one that I really have to disagree with. So I wanted to see what you guys thought of this. So he received 25 years for uh, discharging his weapon and shooting someone in the leg because the guy punched him, right, in a bar fight. That's basically what you're told. Um, What I found out, though, is he's at a nightclub. This is a military guy. He has a weapon in his car, and I believe, 
via federal law, you're not allowed to do that on public grounds, including a bar. But uh, unless it's North Carolina or Kansas, unless you're a police officer. Oh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, unless he's military police, that's not legal for him to carry the weapon. Anyway, so he goes to a nightclub. A 30 to 40 person brawl breaks out. The man goes to his car, retrieves his weapon, goes back to the bar fight, gets punched, and shoots the man in the leg. So, in court, he claims this is a stand-your-ground case because he was punched and he was assaulted. So, he defended himself and shot the man in the leg. Uh, so, here's the, the, the basis to where I was going with this. Um, it's not self-defense if you have time to go to your car and not leave the scene but grab your weapon, leave your car, come back to the fight, and shoot someone. I agree. It's not stand-your-ground. That is completely against... Yeah, a lot he of was out of there. He could have just fucking left. He could have completely left and said, yeah. fuck this, I'm going home. So, yeah, but George Zimmerman could have, like, not followed a black kid home. This is the problem that I have with this case. It's not the fact that he had, that this man was punished 25 years. It's the fact that we've let other people go for similar crimes. But that's Florida, dude. The stats show that, like. It, this that, is Florida too, right? This is a Florida case. Yeah, that law in Florida, I can't remember the stats on it, but they're way out of whack. Like, if it's a white person claiming it, they get off like, you know, 50, 60% more of the time than a black that claims it. Right. I mean, it, the stats are way out of whack. I mean, I'll look them up for the next show. We could do a thing on well, it or see, something, but it's, the thing it's that's, ridiculous. It seems like we're, it seems like we've looked at, Google it. Right. It, look, it looks <laughs> like we've looked at the law and like followed it to the jot and tittle with this person. But we completely ignored it for Zimmerman on a lot of cases. Yeah. Even though he wasn't so. really white, but he was white enough. So, But he was a black <laughs> kid he killed, so it was you okay. You were just the, the right thing about, kind of white. The thing about, <laughs> right, the thing about Zimmerman... white. The thing about Zimmerman was it was like... Trayvon attacked him and beat the shit out of this guy. Like, you can go back and look at some of the footage and he's got like whelps all over himself and he's bleeding and no, he's I get that but he put himself in that position exactly but he fucking walked up to the person he was act- he was antagonizing this person so I'm not really sure how consistent that's they're being that's kind of the point it's like Zimmerman. that's why it's a bullshit law they need to get rid of it absolutely and see that's the other thing like this case is the reason why being liberal on Facebook posted this to begin with is stand your ground's a bullshit law mm-hmm. and it really is the fact that I could walk up to someone and just literally, physically start an altercation, shove them until they finally shove me back, and then shoot this person. If they're dead, it doesn't matter anymore. I can make up whatever story I want. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen with me and you. The education night. programs that we have for gun control and for how to operate machines like that mm-hmm. state in their programs, via people that I've talked to that have taken the programs and mm-hmm. have guns mm-hmm. of their own because mm-hmm. we live in Texas, Shoot to kill so they can't talk about it in court. That is taught. We need to How get, is that responsible? We need to get in the topic, but I want to do one. I'm going to do a choose your own adventure. You guys get the vote. You guys want to hear Ooh. the story about the uh, guy who's a big movie fan? You want to hear the uh, guy who drives drunk? Or do you want to hear the one about the guy who hates dogs? Uh. Big Stallone fan? Driving drunk or hates dogs? Hates dogs. That's All what I'm right. Here we go. You know, given the uh, nature of Shut up. Of my... You had your chance, bitch. So a St. James City man, Galen, I don't even know how to say his last name. I'm just going to say own, uh, killed his dog because he said it was looking at him funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> own was seen chasing... 
Owen was seen chasing the dog around his neighbor's property. When he finally caught the dog, he picked up by the ears and threw it. He was then seen punching the dog several times <laughs> to get a hold the of her. Hell? The fuck, man? When Owen was approached about his offenses, he told the officer, okay, they called the cops on, the cops show up, yeah. go to him. Uh, when the cops talked to him, he said, oh, it's not a problem anymore. I, the dog's dead. I killed it. When the cop asked him the reason why he killed it, Owen said, I know pit bulls. They are all about body language. She just looked at me funny and showed bad energy. I had to do something about it, you know, for my health. So then when he is questioned how he killed it, he said, oh, I used a pickaxe to its head. So this what is... What the fuck? So let me tell you something. Not only do they stand their fucking ground, but if a fucking dog looks at them funny, they're taking a pickaxe to its head in this Florida. This was in Florida? Yeah. What the fuck is up with that state? I don't know. Oh, and I just... Uh, cause I have a have... question. This was the same state with the bath salts incident, right? Yeah. What the fuck is with this state? That's, hey, why, the, um... that's why the segment's called Florida. What the fuck? <laughs> Do not go to Florida, man. Pepe's looking at me funny. Oh, I want to fucking put a pickaxe in that motherfucker's head so bad. <laughs> I want to take a picture Keep of Pepe and put along. it on fucking Twitter tonight. Oh, and uh, my theory on the Malaysian flight, because we don't have time to get into it. UFOs got it. Okay, let's move on. So, <clears throat> topic tonight, topic tonight. Uh, churches. I'm totally... And- Taxation. Before mm-hmm. I talk about churches and taxes, I need to eat something because I am kind of hammered. Oh you my God. fucking cunt. Okay, so I'll tell I you. will be right back, gentlemen. If Eric doesn't mind, I can do a quick history lesson on churches go. and taxes. Go for it. And that'll Dude. allow you to go put your mouth on something. Mm. So U.S. churches received official federal income tax exemption in 1894. Um, up until that point, they had unofficially had tax exempt status uh, since the founding. Uh, let's, we'll kind of go back to the beginning. First time uh, this was kind of you know, a known thing was uh, tax exemption for churches could be traced back to the Roman Empire. They said when Constantine, who was the emperor of Rome from 306 to 337, granted Christian church a complete exemption of all forms of taxation. Yep, because um, he was a dick. That and because he had just converted to Christianity. Yeah, no, he converted to Christianity. So That's what I'm saying. That. That, that's what happened with the Roman Catholic churches same thing he, he, he uh converted and then killed a whole bunch of pagans and was a complete asshole no that's that's usually the way it works you find christ and then you kill everybody else yep. that don't believe in christ um church property used for religious purposes were also taxed exempt in medieval england uh based on the rationale that churches took over some of the things that government would do you know i guess like attending to the poor and the sick and fucking yeah. i don't know so that was their the benefit for them was tax exempt. Um, English statute of charitable uses in 1601 was passed, which included churches along with other charitable institutions, uh, formed the basis for what became America's modern tax exemption for charities. In uh, 1777, Virginia was the first state to actually enact an exemption for paying property taxes to houses of the divine, of course, churches. Uh, New York followed suit in 1799, and Congress then exempted all churches and all states in the District of Columbia from paying taxes in 1870. Uh, it says, U.S. Church's federal income tax exemption was not formally enacted in legislation until the Tariff Act was passed in Congress in 1894, which is when it actually became officially legal. Um, and that was the first time government ever declared tax-exempt exa- status for any organization. And finally, it said, although that Tariff Act was declared unconstitutional, which it should be today, given mm-hmm. them status, in 1896, uh, church tax exempt status was reinstated by the Revenue Act of 1913. 
And so that's where we stand today. So from 1913 on, we've had the same bullshit thing. And it's the same thing. They said it was basically in the States. Like I said, it was kind of based on the, um, the English model where, well, you know, churches are here and they do a lot of good things that government would do otherwise. So it's like, instead of spending government money on it, we just let the churches keep their funds and then they can do these wonderful things. Of course, with religious intent in the background, which is constitutional. Yeah. That, that, that's where the kicker is, is that separation of church and state kind of thing comes into play and it says, uh, yeah, they're, they're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. And like the government just kind of giving them a free pass is kind of them condoning and endorsing religion. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if they're, I would like to see what would happen if I tried to make a church of atheism and if I could get some kind of tax exemption from it. Well, you know what? I mean, that's like, um. That's the thing. There's no standards. Like you can't say what's a church and what's not because Scientology fought for like 25 years. They fought That's what the IRS like, to get it, and they finally got tax exempt status in like 90 something. I don't know. What it thought about yeah, today, with with this law and pretty much the endorsement of these kooky ass religions by our government, um, they have allowed um, the sycophants to come in, and it's not just the people that are doing good services towards the public with the religion in the back burner saying, Hey, here's a bowl of soup. You know, I know you're hungry, but can we talk about God to these mega churches that don't do shit for anybody to these fucking stupid ass religions that are made up by freaking sci-fi authors like Scientology or Mormonism, Mormonism is another one where they're getting just pumped with tons and tons and tons of money. And they don't really do any kind of public good. Um, I mean, one could argue that to their um, their sheep or whatever you want to call them, um, that they are giving them well-being or you know some kind Welfare. of positive uh, out- outcome in their life. Because there are some studies out there that do show that uh, being a religious person can be a uh, mental health thing. Sure. Um, I completely agree with that. Most people take that as comfort and solace that your death is not completely in vain. Absolutely. I, I think it's just lying to yourself. But Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the the thing that I hate the most about that is, is that worth someone starving over? No. That's my problem with that the most is that most of the time, like if you just calculate the amount that churches take in revenue like that, the money that you could not spend on jet airlines and your own goddamn hangar, which is what the church, like, literally a mile away from where we're sitting right now, is like right now. If you take that away, how many people could you feed? Oh, I completely agree. Um, Seems like it's... I, I remember Jesus saying, give up everything for me. Actually, if you guys want, I can go through some of the numbers. I pulled them real quick, kind of... Go for it, dude. I'm going to go get my enchiladas. Just... The one I'm thing, a terrible podcast. This is one thing I wasn't really, I didn't know until we started looking this up. Like I knew for, like they didn't pay income taxes based on their donations and stuff. Yeah. But what I didn't understand is they don't even pay, they don't pay property taxes. Nope. They don't pay sales tax. Nope. They don't pay capital gains tax on investments. Yeah, because we, we'll, we will get them into my establishment and they come with their little handy piece of paper saying their tax exempt and I had to take it off. Yeah, it's fantastic. And also um, for priests, rabbis, ministers that work within the church, they have what they call a parsonage mm-hmm. um, tax exemption, which basically, like, if you're a priest, minister, you know, when you're not touching kids and you got your house and everything, you don't pay, um, you don't have to take deductions, like, on your mortgage, living expenses, all that stuff. You don't have to pay any taxes against that. Yep. Um, also, 
this is something I didn't know. Churches and the people who work within them are the only group in America that's able to opt out of the Social Security taxes. Really? I wasn't aware of that. I did not know that. They can opt. I mean, they don't get the benefit, but they have yeah. the option of opting out. Huh. Um, but they estimate that the subsidies, they can consider them subsidies, you know, all the tax breaks. Um, roughly about $71 billion a year Good. is coming out of it. And then here's the other part of it. You know, of course, like if you give to a charity, it's a tax deduction, right? Yeah. These big corporations. So they all give to their, like, you know, the maximum every year so they can get the maximum deduction. They said that corporations, big groups and stuff that donate, donate about $39 billion a year. It says about 32% of those donations go to religious groups. So basically about $12.5 billion. And if you tax that as well, the total would be about $83.5 billion a year. This is from last year, or 2011. This okay. is the numbers I pulled. Here's the one thing I want to say about the numbers, though. Is the number that you're talking about worth them not having a say in politics? Well, see, here... here no, well, hold on, That's hold on. a loaded we question, because they, in, we need they to have get a, a say in politics we right need to now get into where that, I was going. But that's a little bit... That's, before we do that, though, I just want to point out, on these numbers I'm going off of, this is based on... When they do property taxes stuff, like you're talking about that one mega church, right? They own like a fucking airport or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's the thing with these mega churches: when they consider the property taxes, all they include in is like the actual churches and the property it's on. Any additional like land that they own, like airports or whatever else it is, those don't aren't included in here. They say that that could be in, like an conveniently additional, enough, the hangar is on church grounds. Yeah, but they're saying like that, like that land would it's not taxed as well, but it's not added into these figures so this number is really this is a low so ball figure low ball yeah this is a major low Wonderful. ball figure and the thing i want to point out like i said 83.5 billion right is what we could have got out of tax dollars and you know how they bitch about all the time about food stamps and welfare food stamps cost 82 billion last year so basically if we tax the churches that pays for food stamps to feed all the poor i'm just saying it's just that's the kind of number that yeah. you call i mean it basically it just crosses that out you know what I mean? Like when they're bitching, oh, we pay too much to fucking feed these poor kids. And that's kind of get their free lunches that aren't loved. And really, like as far as taxes in churches, like I, to an extent, I sort of do understand it, to a very small extent. Um, I just think that they're it's too loosely played. Like they don't really have any kind of restrictions. I think that they need to be imposed on restrictions. Um, I think that they have to give a certain amount of their money to uh, funds such as like feeding the homeless or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they should, the, the preachers should only receive a certain amount of that income. They can't receive anything more. Um, I also think that they absolutely definitively cannot sway their flock to vote a certain way. If you're getting a tax break by the government that is not allowed to endorse you, you should not be allowed to endorse any fucking political party. I completely agree. If you're not paying into taxes, there's no reason for you to sway anything. Exactly. Ever. You are not paying taxes. You do not have the right to tell people how to vote. And not only that, these preachers have so much influence under their flock, it's ridiculous how easily they can sway them towards certain you know, areas. Uh, and and that goes across all boards, um, and most of these are coming from most of the people that do sway these votes and everything. They are from the mega churches, mm-hmm. the biggest offenders. This is my the catch twenty two. Driving fucking Bentleys. This is my catch twenty two with with this entire issue. Is it worth 
having them separate so much like that that they don't get a say? Like, really, instead of making them pay into taxes, would it be... Would you, do you think it would be better if we said you don't have to pay taxes, but you don't get to say shit about politics, period? You don't get to endorse anyone? I'd be fine with that. But that is the law, though. There's a 1954 law that bans political campaigning by taxes tax-exempt groups. That which is, is completely not followed, though, and you know it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not. It, it, like, for instance... I know the, it. I've been in churches within the last 10 years, dude. I know that there's political I, I advocacy got, going on. I got on. some stories. I'll tell you a little bit in a second. But, um, like, for instance, every year, there's a group called the Alliance Defense Fund. It's a Christian legal group. And what they do is they encourage pastors, ministers, and stuff to basically go out and campaign, you know, yeah. conservatives, of course, because they're anti-abortion, anti-woman, and everything else. Um, and... One, they said that last year or in 2012, more than 500 pastors participated in this and um, they all went out and then they campaign in their churches and stuff. And one of them, uh, this guy, Brandon, uh, Brad Brandon, he's a I, I, some fucking church, Bible fucking Baptist church. It doesn't give the place. He actually went on a radio station and said that um, he dared like liberals and stuff to file complaints with the IRS to get them. He's like, yeah, we're doing this. What are you going to do about it? Of course, nothing's happened to them because they just, they don't give a shit. They do it all the time. I mean, it's like when Bush was running for president or even Romney, he was going to the Mormon churches and stuff. They get up and they're like, yeah, vote for this fucking guy. You know, don't vote for the Kenyan Muslim, you know, vote for the good Christian here. And they do it all the time and they don't say anything about it. They never lose their exempt status. I mean, it's just, and it is a law. Like I said, 1954, the law was passed. So we just need to start enforcing the law. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> when's that going to happen now it needs to happen now now the thing is if people Kansas, stand up and file suit against them if kansas had their way shut their asses up really quick that'd be a long time because the first officer would be like this completely goes against my religion so i'm gonna get the next guy i'm just gonna call up somebody else so you finally get the atheist you guys know what i'm talking about at all no what what what'd you say i was saying that like <laughs> <laughs> to enforce the law, if Kansas had their way, God damn you guys! <laughs> Remember, it was like if it goes against your religious beliefs, you have the right to call on someone else y- from the yes, public office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys! <laughs> <laughs> it was a funny joke, you fuckers. Yeah, sure. You're you're a real piece of work over there. Yeah, we'll go to hell. I got some numbers here because you're bringing up about like people like the money they're in and stuff. I thought this was really high. This was. And this partly goes to that parson ex- exemption I was talking about that ministers and preachers get on everything. Um, it says the average annual salary for a senior pastor with a congregation of 2,000 or more is 147000 a year. It said on average, he said on the high end, it goes up to like 400000 hmm. That's a lot. Like I didn't, I mean, 147000 I didn't yeah. think pastors and ministers have made that much. Um, and like I said, you know, they get all the housing expenses everything like that they get deductions off of it so they don't have to pay property taxes or any of that shit as well what's the one that lives out here is that copeland yes good they have this in here listen to this kenneth copeland and glory copeland you've heard boggs talk about those on our show before our preachers that have their own fucking airport just down the road from him they their ministries last year they had um for instance they own a home over here it's a 6.2 million dollar lakefront home that they don't pay any taxes on and stuff. And this is separate from the church because he's a minister, so he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. 6.2 million home that he owns over here. And then, like you said, he's got the fucking airport. Basically, Dude, you can drive private- up. We could literally, if we wanted to right now, we could grab a camera. <laughs> we could drive out there 
Probably not right now because what time is it? It's like it's 11:30 here, so it's probably gated. During the day, that gate's open. You can walk up to it. You can literally drive up, park your car, get out, walk up to his fucking two jets, which he won't in pay, his hangar, which he won't pay taxes on. And that that's exactly where I find uh, the line is Dude, needs to be even, drawn. Is that even if you're people... a Christian right now, how the fuck could you stand for that? How the fuck could you sit there in his pew and know that and not say something? But they love it. They love being a part of these mega churches, these oh, big yeah. fucking church. I got a buddy that goes to that one, that Olstein, that Lakewood or whatever the fuck it is in Houston. That dude pulls in like $75 million a year is uh, I think what I read. Tax free, of course. And he's got a big multi-million dollar home there and everything else. He even said once that dude didn't even finish seminary. He only went to like one year of college. He's not even like a real minister. I mean, he even said it's, I run a business. I mean, he said that it's a quote that he had once basically saying, this is a fucking business. He's tax exempt on everything. He has a big goddamn mega church. I mean, it's like an old arena that they've turned into a church. I've seen it when I've been to Houston. It's, it's a fucking amazing dude. I know what my retirement plan is. We got to find some God in us real quick. <laughs> That's all I know. I'm oh. looking, dude. I'm looking real hard. I mean, it's just disgusting to me that not only do they frivolously spend the funds that they get on ridiculous stuff when they are quote unquote men of God, mm-hmm. um, and they don't give you know hardly any of it back. Uh, but also, I mean, like we've been talking about the the political sway that they've been trying to pull and. You, if you don't pay taxes, you're not a part of the system at that point. You're not. You don't. You don't buy into anything. That's the way I look at it. If you're not buying into anything, then why are you even considering yourself part of the system? What What the hell's the point? Why are you sticking your nose in? You have no right being there. Hell, we should even go even further and say if you have taxes and status, you don't get the vote. Well, they don't need to. They can just because you don't tell their parishioners to vote whatever you don't have they a, want. You don't have a reason to. You're tax exempt. Why would you need to vote? The idea is that you're you're separate from the rest of society. Exactly. That's the idea. <clears throat> the other thing with that, I will say the one admirable thing I remember about my pastor at the church that I went to when I was like in high school and shit. He would never ever ever say who he was going to vote for or what. He would just say, "Pray for your leaders." And he would like he would never really make a side or a choice. However, yeah, that's it was different always from churches I've been to. It man. was always. It I was, mean, you do have those churches and you do have those pastors that do sure. and stick their nose out of it and keep away. But and they're not they the mega give, church guys. And here's the and there are churches out there that do give a lot. I'm not. Oh going, fuck yeah! There is nothing they are wrong. Out there. Yeah, they're out there, and you know that's that's the type of thing where. I feel like when we say, like, when we use the term Christians, we're not even talking about those people. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of the times, it's like you, you're you doing exactly what, even if you're wrong, you're advocating something that's actually benevolent. Like the people who go to mega churches because it's a place to be seen. Oh, I go to Joel Olstein's church. Oh, whoa. That's the thing that it's I don't like. thing. Exactly. That's the part that I'm like, really, man? Like, what the fuck are you even, what, what are you behind? Like, what, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a difference in how their mentality is. Yeah. I have a lot of people who, like like Derry, right? We've talked about Derry on the show before, where it's like, you're not really Christian. Even though you believe in Jesus or something like that, mm-hmm. you're not really advocating what the Bible says to do. 
Like, how can you really claim that you're Christian and not do the things that this book that you believe in is telling you to do? And he's funny, but he's like 90 fucking 9% of Christians who are like, yeah, I don't really abide There's by a everything reason. in the Bible. It's too, well, then you're not really a Christian. It's because you've been educated past the point of being unreasonable. That's the real point behind that. Is but you think it's that a very a unreasonable while, book. Well, Something yeah, they've, they've gone past the unreasonable, but they can't get rid of the stigma. Yeah. Or the fear. Yeah. And they can't get rid of that notion that there is some God watching them masturbate, and he's ashamed of you. <laughs> Dude. You sick. I'm ashamed sick of him. He boy. is so ashamed of me. I'm ashamed of him for watching what I'm doing. Because <laughs> I'm doing some pretty awful stuff. <laughs> Jesus is watching, and he's masturbating. <laughs> I was about to say, at this point, it's like, God would be really disappointed. He's like, dude, really? Every day since or you've no, been I'm divorced? No, I'm sorry. It's Jesus is watching, and he's touching himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, the, so that that's what it is. Jesus is watching and he's touching himself. That would be God's <laughs> question to me. Every day? Every day? <laughs> Dude, seriously. Every day. We really got to get you laid. Girls, when, email us. Aren't you busy? Intelsavers at gmail.com. You podcast? Bogs need some love. Every day? All, all you need to give him is about three or four minutes. It'll be plenty of time. Yeah, the everything else there on the. Um, Churches and taxation. Oh, one point I wanted to break out is like we we're talking about the tax exempt thing. The thing about it is like between charities and churches, here's the difference. Like um, charities, secular organizations that do charitable work, they still have to file with the IRS, even though they're tax exempt. Churches don't even have to file. What? They're the only group they, they don't even have to file. At all. See, how, is no that, forms. how is that possible? It's a racket, dude. It's a fucking giant racket. That was something I didn't know as well. Like I said, I'm kind of... Like, you I think you know, right, everyone folks, would be like, hey. official. This is my last podcast. I am now going to be a minister of whatever ministry. <laughs> well, you walked off. I don't know if you heard me because I was talking about like, you know, they don't... Like, I always knew that they didn't pay like income taxes, but they don't pay property, sales tax. Churches don't pay any fucking tax. I when wasn't I aware rich, of all I'll that. I'll come back. And uh, do some good. We need to do like a Jim Jones thing. Go down to like South America, get a place, get a bunch of fucking people down there and just fucking make them do stuff for us. You know what I'm saying? Hey, girls. What's up? Drink the Kool-Aid. No, fuck all that. No? Oh. There's one story I want to tell. Cause since Did Bob you not remember his... our gonorrhea story? <laughs> 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 now you're adding syphilis to the list of well, yeah, I STDs. You said, I thought gonna... you said you had to fuck monkeys to get that. I don't remember saying that at all, but probably. I don't think you said that. Or gay men. <gasps> Ooh, sorry. Oh. That's my father talking. Why has he had experiences? No, he's just really like, you know, mm. conservative minded. No, but like Eric was talking about, you know how we. If he's they also come out, like ten feet from me. I'm sure he's pissed. I just said that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking touching Pepe inappropriately. So, Aww. you know, we were talking about like how. Like Eric brought up the whole thing about, you know, if they go out and do all this political shit, they should lose their tax exemption, which never happens. The one thing I thought was funny, like, you know, when um, it was, I think it was 2008 in California, right? When they <clears throat> first started legalizing the gay marriage and they were letting people get married and everything. And um, you know how after the fact, after it took place, you know, the Mormons went in and Prop fucking eight. funded Prop 8 and everything. And a lot of people, they're talking about taking them to court for that because they're like, they should lose their exemption because they're going out. And pushing their religion, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're purposely trying to push Prop 8 and they're funding commercials and doing all kinds of other stuff. And I had a personal, not with the Mormons and stuff, like that was an example. They should have lost their shit then, but 
this is a personal example, and I know Eric wants to cut this out. This I'll finish up real quick with this. I went out to California about the time. This was I went out in like um, July. Me and a buddy, we did a road trip oh, and stuff. I think you told me about this. Yeah, and we went to a church. Now, this is right after they legalized gay marriage. It was like in June. I went a month later, and right after they legalized it, they had um, some really badass. I mean, it was real dry that year. They didn't have a lot of rainfall. They had some bad lightning storms that caused all these fucked up wildfires. I mean, California gets them every year, but it was from these lightning storms that started a lot of these. So I'm out there, and we're doing a tour up the West Coast and stuff. And... Um, it was on a Sunday, and my buddy's very religious, so he had to go to church on Sunday, so he had to find a fucking church. So we're like in, I don't know, fucking Oregon or something. We just find some fucking Pentecostal church, whatever the fuck he I goes to. I think you've to told me there. this before. So we, I remember this like a year ago. So he drags me. I mean, I'm with him. We're traveling, so it's like I don't have a fucking choice. We leave the hotel. It's like either sleep in the car or go in there and fucking just put my nose up and try and fucking get through an hour of bullshit. So the preacher's doing his little fucking sermon and he starts going off about how the wildfires are caused because it's God's wrath because California on California because they legalize gay marriage. And he's just, this is what he's saying. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding with this shit? And I'm just nope. looking, I just look at my buddy. And I'm just like, I fucking wanted to hit him in the face. I wanted to get up and start fucking cussing and, you know, throw a goddamn fit. I'm just sitting there fuming for like the last half hour because he goes on this whole fucking rant about, yeah, it's because of the queers that the fucking, the place is burning down now. Because, you know, the lightning, that was God. He's telling you guys, you fucking shouldn't be letting the fucking queers get married. And he's just, I'm like, this is a man of God. This is a church. And this is what he's preaching. And he went into some political shit as well at that point. I really, I really love the, uh, the loving approach that Jesus took. I'm, you remember that? Remember how Jesus <sighs> was with lepers and whores and... I just fucking... Anybody? No. Religious people and no, churches dick. are fucking awful. Oh, okay, well. And like we were talking about this, I've been to a lot of churches, like with girlfriends in the past or growing up and stuff, and I'd say probably about three out of four that I've been to, I've been to every different kind you can imagine, has all has had some kind of a political spin on. I've heard some political jargon thrown around or some anti this or anti that thrown in them. So I don't know. My personal experience, most churches are fucking just horrid. I mean, I don't know. I agree. You gonna play us out? Yeah, play us out, bitch. <clears throat> what do you guys wanna hear? Whatever. Oh. Just play us out. Okay. Play something sweet. You want something and sweet? loving. Play us a gospel hymn. No. <laughs> Never mind. Not whatever. Anything but a gospel hymn. <laughs> like he knows any. I know let's see, what do no. I know? <laughs> no. What on a gospel? I'll just end it right now. Come unto me. I give you rest. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. Place in third eye blind for us. Take my yoke upon you. What? Come and trust my might. Let's see. What did you just say about putting yoke upon you? It's it's uh, a like a Matthew. Spill your eggs all over me. <laughs> no, it's like a dude. He already said he wanted to do some things. So you better lock your fucking door when you guys get a place. <laughs> it's like a it's Matthew something. I can't remember the verse, but it's basically him saying, "Come unto me, and I will give you rest." Okay, well, let's just all, um, I'm going to say, I know we never do this, but let's all pray for um, no. old Fred Phelps to die a horrible fucking death uh, these last few days of his life. Let's hope he suffers and fuck him. And uh, we need to get a hold of our buddy Lucian Greaves and see if they're going to do anything after his funeral at his gravesite, like they did his poor mother. <laughs> Drop some balls on the grave or something. 
do something with lyrics? Yeah, are you singing, bitch? Or are you just... This is what we're dealing with, people. This is just like a little... Jazz thing I'm writing. What are you doing, girl, earlier? Yeah. Oh. That's what I thought I heard. Why don't you just do that? Because it's fucking high as shit. Do it, bitch. Show you, uh, show your fucking range. I don't have a range like him. Straight up. Do the best you can. Oh my god. Something with lyrics. <laughs> Just do girl. I'll fucking do it. Boggs doesn't know how to do a girl. Enjoyed the show. <laughs> okay, fine, dude. Jeez. Who's doing what? I don't care. <laughs> you got your scene pinned underneath your thumb. And that's the way you need it. Yeah. You got the dirt that hurts on. people see it yeah every single hot word before you alone if you would let it starving eyes led by subtle Everything in songs, you notice that? Yeah, you do. And every single heart would beat for you alone if you would let them. Starving eyes led by subtle lies. Knows where you are when you're alone, cause you won't let them cut them off before they get too close to you. Did the next part at all, Don't dude. let him in. Don't let him in. Keep yourself composed. So don't let him in. I can't do it, dude. Don't let him in. You've gotta cut them off before they get too close to Yeah, no shit. <laughs> you have to blame Casey. Like, yeah, he's such a asshole. fucking asshole for writing songs that fucking high. You say this like, now, but if we get him on the show, I bet you won't say that to I his will face. Tell, I'll be like, dude, you're the, you're the most bitch motherfucker yeah. ever because I can't cover a damn thing you do. Cut this audio. We're going to play like, this for him when he's on. Seriously, man. It's like, okay, so we're playing like, uh, what's the song? Um, 
uh, whisper, right? Oh my god. I started god. figuring it's out a whisper. So fucking hard. I'm figuring out a whisper. I'm like, okay, it's an E. So I'm like, I got it. It's, uh, and then like and then I get to the chorus is like well I think that we've all made our greatest mistakes okay first I'm like okay wait he's on an F sharp right now and we're on the second on the greatest intentions I'm like okay that's an A that's about the top of my range and then he goes that we're too stubborn to let go I'm like that's two fucking notes above my range you fucking cunt whoa wow. please whoa. pull this audio so we can play it for him Hey, you want to hear what Boss thinks about you? Time before I go. It's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you, Casey? Oh my god, I hope his publicist doesn't listen to this. I'm going to try and get him on the show. He's so he's so talented. He's so good at just like that note is a C sharp and for people who don't know about vocal range, like I feel like I have a really decent vocal range and I can probably like on a good day. Oh, you can work your mouth. On a good bit. day, I can hit a B. On a like a normal day, I could probably get like an A, and that's about as far as I can go. This motherfucker can hit a C sharp, and I've heard him do it like every time I've ever seen his shows. So, mm-hmm. and like the more the more range you add, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. so much harder. It's so grueling to get that high. So I give him a lot of credit vocally. All right. Well, before we go, since you brought that up, even though it's at the end of the show and only Andrew's listening, <laughs> I just want to throw out that our, Hi, our good Andrew. friends, the Dolly Rots, have a new album out. So it's called Barefoot and Pregnant because Kelly was pregnant while she was recording the album. <laughs> That's the title. So check that out. That's our good buddies. And um, the song we used, not this week, last week was from that new album. So check them out. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. And I can't wait to tell Michelle Bachman a new one. Sweet old.